All right. <clears throat> Good morning to each one. Thank you, Robert, for that devotional. Stirs our hearts. Um, I think it's was it Paul or it said stir our hearts by way of remembrance, and uh, I think he did that very well this morning. <clears throat> so. Well, this morning, um, we are we are at the the last day of the year, the end of 2023. We have already, <clears throat> you know, since January the first, 365 days, and what? 10 hours or 8,750 hours or 525,600 minutes or 31,500,000 some seconds that we have lived in the year of 2023 alone, one year. And so this morning, the title of my message is um, How to End Well. How to End Well. And there's a lot of thoughts can be put into that. But I would like for each one of you this morning to be thinking of your personal life um, for this past year, for these past 365 days. What, and I'll give you opportunity to share later, what was the one single event or happening or something that took place that stands out to you uh, this past year? And then also, what happened or took place this past year in your life spiritually that has made an impact on you? like to for you to think about that ponder those questions um, you know and we'll we'll have a time of sharing afterward I found it interesting that the people back in 1923 a hundred years ago the things that they were talking about and the things that they were saying um, what it would be like in a hundred years. Have you ever thought about that? I, I have. You know, not recently, but in the past, I've, I've thought about, you know, what would it be like in a hundred years? Well, anyway, these people in 1923, a um, hundred years ago, thought uh, th this was one of the things that that they were talking about and said that people will toil not more than four hours per day. Or, or in other words, they wouldn't work more than four hours a day. And you know what? We just recently had uh, the strike, the auto industry strike. What was their drive? What was their want? was more money, 
and less hours to work. So we're, we're almost, we're right there. A hundred years ago, that's what people were talking about. Back then, they worked hard, day in and day out, to make a living, to put bread on the table, to feed their children, provide for their families. Number two thing was that they talked about, I found this interesting, is that, oh, women will probably shave their heads and men will wear curlers. Life expectancy will increase. And another thing was newspapers will have been out of business. Well, they're not quite out of business, but real close. The, 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 the sale of new pa newspapers is, is on a rapid decline. And last thing I have here, we'll be communicating with watch-sized radio telephone or smartphone. That's what they talked about 100 years ago, and here we are. Wow, ain't that something? <clears throat> the year of 2023, the uh, society, the, peep, the, the, the top, um, oh, what would you call them? They're calling it, saying that it, that it was a wild year because of all of the events and the things that took place. And uh, I found that interesting too. Um, the space race, there's, did you know that there's now 77 countries that have space agencies? Or in other words, they're, um, you know, they're trying to go to the moon and land on the moon. And I found this interesting too. India surpassed uh, China as the world's most populous country, India surpassed China. Up until this past year, China was the leader. But India is now at 1.43 billion people. China is shrinking. And you know why? Because of the um, laws and the rules that they had set up. You know, there's only a, a one child, two child family. You know, have more than that, they would uh, um, take them away from you or something. But anyway, anyway, there, you know, the civil war uh, on Sudan, um, the artificial intelligence offers promise and peril, and they're saying a nightmarish future pertaining to that. Ukraine's counteroffensive gains little ground at a heavy cost. Hamas attacks on Israel, you know, and the list goes on and on. Some of these top events that, that took place. And so this morning, as we think about all of that, think about your life, my life, personally. What have we done? What have we accomplished? You know, have we set things in order to um, end well? and to run our race, um, run the races before us, and, <clears throat> and finish well. And say, as the Apostle Paul did in 2 Timothy 4, and that's the text that I want to use along with Luke chapter 12, 
But in 2 Timothy 4, it says, what does Paul say there? For I am now ready to be offered, <clears throat> and the time of my departure is at hand. He goes on to say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. That's my prayer this morning as um, we go into a new year. Don't know what the year holds, but we know who holds the, the new year. We know what the future, who, who holds the future. And I trust that all of us can say that, um, that that would be our desire uh, as Paul did. I've finished my course, I've kept the faith. You know, back in the Garden of Eden, um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, what did God tell Adam and Eve there? You know, he told them in verse 17, But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. There was, there was some direction given there. There was, a, there, there was some counsel there. There was wise counsel there. But what happened? They ate of the forbidden fruit. And that was, that's the curse that's been put on man. And so um, there is a day appointed for each of us to leave this life. It is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. And so it's very important that we run the race well and that we fight a good fight spiritually, the spiritual fight. You know, do all we can. <clears throat> I have to think, too, of, you know, there's uh, many, many great men uh, that have lived and done great things and have left wonderful legacies. Um, one, there, there's two of them I'd like to share with you this morning. One of them was uh, Jonathan Edwards of New England. You all heard of Jonathan Edwards. Uh, he left a, a very, very um, wonderful legacy. Among his, they say among his descendants were um, one United States vice president, three U.S. senators, three governors, three mayors, 13 college presidents, 30 judges, 65 college professors, 80 other public um, officials, 100 lawyers, and 100 missionaries. That's commending, commendable, unreal. <clears throat> I mean, Jonathan done something right, didn't he? He fought a good fight. He run the race. He done everything he could. And, you know, that's my prayer for my life, for myself, my family, my children, uh, and so on, grandchildren. <clears throat> but there's a, another example that's just the opposite of that. I'd like to share that with you as well. Uh, and this is pertaining to a, a man named uh, Max, Max Jukes, a contemporary of Edwards, whose family was studied in the late 19th and Early, early 20th centuries. It was discovered that 
Dozens of men in various New York jails were members of the family descended from Jukes, who was born in New York in the early 1700s. Jukes' legacy is not so commendable. He was the ancestor, according to Dr. Jones, of other historical sources, seven murderers and possibly more, 60 thieves, 50 prostitutes, 130 convicts, 310 paupers, 400 people whose lives were physically affected by indulgent living. And the list goes on. <clears throat> the point of this, these examples here was that the legacy we leave may well be through those who follow after us. There's few, there's few of our lives have the impact of the likes of, uh, say, Da Vinci or um, Franklin, Jefferson, Lincoln, Edison. You know, there, there's a number of men that have done great things and have left a wonderful legacy. But my, my challenge to all of us is this morning to leave a legacy that is uh, God-honoring, God-fearing, God, -honoring, God, -fearing, God <clears throat> and brings honor and glory to God. That, that's, that's, the, that's the challenge that's before us. Not that we can uh, create or invent some great thing, um, but just be men and women of God to stand for truth and to hold things sacred as Robert talked about this morning to keep those things sacred that God has given us and blessed us with when you think of of uh, marriage and when you think of um, you know our families uh, there's many things and the church the, the things that are um, sacred uh, concerning the church and how that today it is so watered down and taken so lightly and um, not taken serious at all. <clears throat> and so, as Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. <clears throat> Paul also tells us in Colossians that whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. And so we have a very important um, 